Arachayim says inside base halacha ches. Mashtan one who urinates on his pala she should take hiluch dalad amos should not daven until he waits the amount of time it takes to walk for Amos Mishim Nitzutos because of any droplets. Now, follow when he's davening, should not urinate until he waits the amount of time that it takes to walk for Amos. Because during that time, his prayer is still in his mouth, and his lips are still moving from the ends of the prayer. Tess Herokik, one who spits, should not daven until he waits the amount of time to walk for Amos. One who's davening shouldn't spit until he waits the amount of time for Amos. That's only for his own needs. But if spittle comes up in his mouth, he's permitted to eject it. I am the common sim design. You're totally ten stock of filler. It is proper to give stock before davening. Sim Sadi Gimel, Kodem Shispal Tarachlishos. Before davening, one must wait a vote Alice Ifim. A person should wait an hour before he gets up to daven in order to have the right kavanah to Hashem. And a further hour after daven, so there doesn't seem to him like a burden that he is rushing to leave it. One should not stand up to daven other than from a state of fear and subjugation before God. A person shouldn't be in a state of levity and lightheadedness and um, idle matters and not be angry. But he should be joyous. He should have words of comfort from Torah, connected to learning about the Exodus from Egypt, so it's talking about the Exodus. Or close to Ashrish, that's written in it, uh, God will do the will of his, those who fear him. Hashem guards all who love him. So from these matters, one will be in a state of joy and one will be able to approach prayer properly. Gimel. One shouldn't start davening straight off the back of a court case. And not in the midst of a deep halachic discussion that your mind is... Uh, dealing with but you can start davening from a clear halachic decision. Says That's as well, just like you can daven out of simcha. Because the mitzvahs of Hashem are straight and they gladden the heart. One who engages in the needs of the community is like engaging in Torah. Perish meaning for the matter of whether you can immediately go straight into davening from it. Because that too should be a joy for him that he is engaged in the needs of the community. But some explain that just like one who's completely engaged in Torah, one needn't daven. Similarly, one who's completely engaged in the needs of the community uh, may also not need to interrupt to daven. One needs to face the direction of Israel and the law of one who is riding or sitting on a boat. When you get up to Davin, if you were standing in the diaspora, you should face in the direction of Israel, and have in mind also to Jerusalem, and to the Holy of Holies. If you were standing in Israel, face towards Jerusalem, but also have in mind that you're facing towards the base of Mikdash and the Holy of Holies. If you were standing in Jerusalem, then face towards the base of Mikdash, and have in mind that you're also facing the Holy of Holies. If you were standing behind the ark and its covering, then that's the direction you should face. 
space. If you're davening in any other direction, you should at least turn your face towards Eretz Yisrael if you're in the diaspora, and if you're in Israel, towards Jerusalem, and towards the Beit if he's in Jerusalem, says Ramah. And we who face east, because in the lands of Ashkenaz, we face, we are on the west of Israel, so that's how we are facing Israel, by facing east. Nevertheless, you have to take care not to place the the Aron Kodesh and the direction of davening uh, directly uh, towards where the sun rises, because this is heretical. Rather, you should direct it so that it's a little uh, off where the exact time of sunrise is, the, re- the exact direction of east. And one who wants to fulfill that which our sages have said, one who wants to be rich should face north, and one who wants to be wise should face south. Nevertheless, his face should be still to the east, to Jerusalem. Let's say you don't have a compass and you can't figure out which way is east, so you should direct your heart to his father in heaven. If he was riding on a donkey, he doesn't have to get off to Davin. Even if he has someone who will hold onto his donkey, you can continue to sit there and Davin. Or if he was on a ship or on a carriage, if he can stand up, he should. If not, he should sit in his place in Davin. Or if he, even if he was walking, he can continue to walk. Even if his face is not towards Jerusalem, even if it's not in a place of danger. Rather, the problem is simply if he would stop to Davin, uh, he would be late in his journey. And that would make him disturbed. And he wouldn't be able to have proper kavana. Everything is according to the way. And the place. And according to his fear. And the settlement of his mind. And some are strict that during the first bracha of Abbas, one should stand in place. And it's fitting to be concerned for their words unless it's in a place of danger. Hey. If one was sitting in a ship or in a carriage, if you can stand up for in the place of the bow, uh, in the place that you bow down during the Shemona Esther Omed, he should thank it. Not that he should be able to bow from a standing position. And he should also be able to step the three steps. Even though he's sitting for the rest of the davening, nevertheless, if it's possible for him to stand, he should stand for those parts in order to fulfill the obligation of bowing and stepping as is the right way. If it's not possible for him, like, for example, he's riding on a donkey, then he should take the animal three steps back, and it counts as if he himself took the steps. Can daven even if he is lying on his side, as long as he can concentrate. If it's not possible for him to daven, Nevertheless, he should think the words in his heart. Shnemaz, it says, Say in your hearts upon your beds. Zayin. Someone who has idolaters here and there. And he's worried that they will interrupt his tefillah. 
or they will steal his merchandise. Yeshim and Kermit Yispal, he should sit in his place and dabble with him, and give him a love because otherwise his mind will not be settled. Even though he needs to walk three steps backwards at the end of Ishmael Esri, Yeshim and Kermit he can still remain seated while he is davening and do the bows. One needs to be careful not to lean himself on a pillar or on his tramp just pillar while he is davening. Yes, one who needed to daven sitting down. When he is able to, he needs to go back and daven standing up. And he doesn't need to add anything into his filler. There's a Rama. One who is on a journey and he's close to the hotel. If he can stop, pull himself away from the journey in a place that uh, he won't be interrupted by other travelers, he's telling Sham, he should move off to the side of his palm, rather than daven in a hotel belonging to idolaters, so that the owners of the lodge are not going to confuse him. But if it's not possible for him to move off to the side of the place so that he won't be interrupted, he should then daven in the hotel in a quiet corner. Uh, the direction of his limbs when he is daven. You should put your feet together, as if they're just one, because that is like angels, but it says about them, and they had one straight, and their legs were straight. That their legs appeared like one leg. Some say when you go to Daven, you should walk step ahead three steps. In a way of uh, coming close and approaching something that you need to do. You need to bend your head a little to make your eyes facing uh, downwards to the ground. But you should think like you're standing in the base of the Your heart should be directed above to heaven. Place your hand on your heart, tied together. The right hand over the left hand, and stand as a servant before his master, or with fear, and with trepidation. Not place your hand on your because it appears to be haughty. You should also place your feet together when you say Kedusha with the Chazan. But one should remove any of any disturbances in order to focus. You shouldn't hold in your hand and no holy book and not a full plate and not a knife or money or a loaf because you're thinking about them that they shouldn't fall and you'll be disturbed and your kavana will be negated. And lulav during sukkahs you can hold in your hand. Since holding in your hand is a mitzvah, you don't get disturbed about it. It's permissible to hold a machzer of your tefillah, like a sitter in your hand at the time that you're davening. Since you're holding it for the purpose of the davening itself, that doesn't disturb you. Just like a lulav, that because you've taken it for a mitzvah, it's not a disturbance. There's a Ramah. Nevertheless, if it was not in your hand before you began, don't, you're looking after it while you're davening to take it. Unless it was in a specific place that was prepared, 
then it's permissible to take it even in the midst of bounding in order to daven from it. One should not burp or yawn at the time of davening. Uh, one should not burp, and one should not yawn. And if you need to yawn because you have no choice, then place your hand over your mouth in order that your yawn should not be seen. says the Ramah, and you should be careful, not to place your hand over your chin uh, at the time of davening. Because that is a way of haughtiness. Also, Lorik is forbidden to spit. If it's impossible for him not to spit, he should uh, absorb it in his garment, in a way that it should be seen. And if he is finicky, and he doesn't want it to be absorbed in his clothing, he should throw it behind himself. If it's not possible for him to throw it behind him, he should throw it to his left. And how much more so before him it is if he is bitten by a lice, he should shake his clothing to remove it so that his kavana isn't removed. But don't uh, remove it with your hand. That's only when he's davening. But when he's not davening, he can take the lice uh, and throw it um, in shul. If his talus falls off, you can move it around and put it back in place. If it completely fell off, you could not go and recloak yourself in it because that would be an interruption in the middle of Ishmael's Hey, If someone's carrying a burden on their shoulders and the time of davening comes, if it's less than four kav, he should take it and throw it behind his back, so it's still on his back. Uh, but if it's more than four kav, then he should place it on the ground and daven. A person needs to have kavana when he's davening. A person who's davening needs to have kavana in his heart. The meaning of the words that he is emitting with his mouth. And he should think that the Shekhinah, God's divine presence, is before him. And he should remove any disturbing thoughts until all that remains is that his thoughts and focus are completely clear in for his filah. And he should think that if he was speaking to a king of flesh and blood, he would arrange his words and concentrate on them well, that he shouldn't stumble. How much more so before the supreme king of kings, that delves into all of the thoughts. And so would the pious and men of good deeds do. They would take some time alone and focus on their till they reached a level where they'd removed any of the physical world and the overpowering of the strength of their mind. They were so focused on their prayers that they were close to the level of prophecy. If some other thought enters his mind while he's davening Yishtok, he should be quiet until the thought disappears. And he needs to think about matters that subjugate the heart and focus them on his Father in Heaven. He shouldn't think about any matters of lightheadedness. And he should think before his davening, 
about the greatness of God and the lowliness of man. And he should remove all the desires of a person from his heart. That says, a person is forbidden to kiss his little children in order to fix in his heart that there's no love other than the like the love of God. Base. A person shouldn't have it in a place that would negate his kavanah. And not at a time that would negate his kavanah. Nowadays, we're not strict with all this. Because we're, we don't have such great kavanah in our davening. One should daven in a way of uh, requesting like a poor person who is asking at the doorway of a nachas and gently and it shouldn't appear for him like a burden that you're simply wanting to exempt yourself from. Davening is in place of sacrifice. And therefore, you have to take care that the kavana should be just like a carbon, and no other thought should be mixed into it. Just like a foreign thought that would invalidate sacrifices. He needs to be standing, just like the service in the temple. And needs to be in a fixed place, just like the sacrifice. That each sacrifice had a specific place in the temple that was shafted and that the blood was sprinkled. And no, nothing should separate between him and the wall. Just like the carbon, that if there would be any separation between it and the vessel, it would be invalid. And he should have nice clothes designated for davening, could go in big day kohonet, just like the priestly garments. But not everybody can afford to spend money for special davening garments. At least he should have nice uh, trousers that are designated for davening, that they should be clean. Hey, Al Yaksha, every person shouldn't think. The fitting thing is that God should fulfill my request because I had the right kavan in my davening. Because on the contrary, such an attitude awakens a person's sins and has heaven look at him with a fine-tooth comb. He should think, Hashem should fulfill my desires because of his kindness. He should say in his heart, Who am I? I am poor and I am despised. I am coming to request from the Supreme King of Kings, the It's only for the fact that God is great in his kindnesses that he uh, performs with his creations. The laws of one who has drunk or is drunk for davening. If a person drank a revius of wine, he shouldn't daven until he his wine has subsided. And if he drank more, if he would be able to speak before a king, if he davened, his tfila is considered a tfila. If he would not be able to speak before a king, if he davened, his tfila is an abomination. And he needs to go back and redaven when his wine has departed. Even if the time of davening is past, then he should make it up in the following tefillah as one who erred. Hagar says Rama Vidin Kriashma Kidin Tfila and the Law of Shema is like Law of Shema Esrei. Aval Shabrach Jechel Varach Avo Pishu Shikar. But all other brachas one can make even when he is drunk. Beis Derech Mil Veshena Kolshu Mefiganes Ayayin. 
walking for a meal or sleeping any amount, that removes the effect of the wine. That's true if you drank reviews. If you drank more, how much more so the sleep will actually make him more drunk and the walking will disturb him. And that's true if he's walking by foot. If he's uh, on a donkey, on a horse, then certainly the journey removes the wine. Anyone who has drunk, it's sufficient as long as he feels for himself that the effect of the wine has passed. Therefore, we're not careful, we're not concerned about our wines. They're not strong. Even if one drank a revius or more. How much more so if you are diving from Sidor in your hand? We're not concerned about a little drunkenness, came nearly so, I believe. Simenkov. Tfilas hamoyed tzarch l'sader, avoysif echad. The davening for Yomtev, you need to arrange. Alok tfilas shel moedez, shel rish chodesh, the davenings of Yomtev and rish chodesh, tzarch l'hastid tfilas, okodem, she's palo. You need to arrange your tfilas before you daven. Kadeshi tehei shigur b'fiv, in order that you know what you're going to say. Says Ramav, yesh erim, davka shemispalim alpeh. Some say that's only when you're davening by heart. Alok shemispalim techa siddur, mutter. But if you're davening from a siddur, then you're allowed to go straight into it. Dahar roya ma shemispalim because you see what you need to daven. Chaynogin and that's Zamenik. That one must have kavan in all of the brachos. She yochel is palim and you can daven in any language. Avoid dalis if alof hamispalim tzarich she yochel brachos. One who's davening needs to have kavan in all of the brachos. Many yochel lechavim b'chulam. If you cannot have kavan in all of them, lefachos yochel b'avos. At least you should have kavana for the first bracha of avos. Im loykimin b'avos. If you didn't have kavana for that first bracha, afa bishikimin b'cholish ar yachsav b'spal. Even though you had kavana in all of the remainder of the shmona esrei, you need to go back and redaven. Says Ramavah. Even nowadays, in chazer mishvil chesrin kavana, we do not go back due to lack of kavana. She afa chazar karavu shlo yichavin. Because we're concerned that even when the person redavens, it's a good chance that he won't have kavana, and so why bother going back? He shouldn't just daven in his heart. Rather, one should enunciate the words with his lips and uh, make the words come to his ears quietly. He shouldn't make his voice uh, be heard. If he cannot have kavana quietly, he can raise his voice. This is true when he's davening alone. If he's davening in a congregation, it's forbidden. Because he'll come to disturb other people in the congregation. If he raises his voice in his house when he's davening, in order that his uh, the inhabitants of his house should learn from him to daven mutter is permissible. Gimel. Some say that on Russian Yom Kippur it's permissible to daven out loud. A filu b'tzibur even in the congregation says Ramav Chaynogin. That's how many. You have to take care not to raise your voice too much. You can daven in any language you want. That's when you daven in the congregation. But when you're davening alone, you should only daven in Hebrew. Some say that's when you're asking your needs. For example, if you're davening for someone who is ill or some other uh, suffering that you have at home, but a fixed prayer for the congregation. Even an individual can say that in any language. Some say that even an individual who is asking for his needs can ask in any language he wants except for Aramaic not to uh, pause in front of someone who is davening 
You can't sit down within four amas of someone who is davening. Whether in front of him, whether from the sides, the Ramah or behind him. Continues and you need to distance four amas. If you are engaged in matters that have to do with part of the davening, even if you're in the preliminary parts of davening, like you don't have to distance. Some permit when one is occupied in Torah, even though it's not part of davening. Some say this is only on the side of a connector, but before him, a also. Even if he is uh, outside of sight, uh, it's forbidden. Even if he is busy reciting the Shema. Base. Some say that if the one who is sitting beside the one who is davening is weak, it's permissible. If the one who is sitting already sat, and then someone went and stood alongside him, and he doesn't have to get up. There is there gum. because he came into his territory. The pious way, nevertheless, is to get up even in such a situation. It's forbidden to pass before those who are davening within four amas. That's only in front of them. But to their side, it's permissible to pass and to stand. Hey, if someone completed their and someone else was davening behind him, he may not take his three steps backwards until the person behind him has completed his because if he would take his three steps backwards, he would be like one who is passing before someone who is in the middle of davening. But they have to be careful with this. Even if the person behind him started davening after him, once he has already started. Someone who was forced to pass wind or to make a noise. If someone was in the middle of davening and a wind passed from below mountain, he should wait until the smell has finished and then he continues davening. Let's say he needed to pass wind and he was in a lot of pain and he couldn't hold himself. He goes four amas back and lets the wind go and then wait until the smell has passed and he says master of the universe you have created us with holes and cavities it is revealed and known before you our embarrassment and our disgrace the disgrace and embarrassment in our lives the worms and the rot in our death and he returns to his place and returns to the place that he interrupted all of this is talking about when he's davening at home but when he's davening in the congregation that would be a great embarrassment to step back he doesn't need to go back at all he doesn't need to say this he should just wait until the smell has finished if he makes a noise uh, from below during his tefillah, it's passing wind with the noise. Simon Raloi, it's a bad simon for him. Milamala, from above, which is like a sneeze, simon yafaloi, then that is a good sign.